0: Welcome to No Page Unturned, the podcast where Christina, Steph, and myself, Josh, go in-depth discussing books, mainly focusing on those written by BIPOC and LGBTQ plus authors. You don't have to read along with us, but be warned, there will be spoilers ahead.
1: Hello everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of No Page Unturned. Uh, I am Steph, your lovely usual host. I am joined by Christina, another lovely usual host. Uh, Josh is unfortunately unwell and not here today. Uh, so please send him lots of compliments and nice things because he's a good boy. Uh, <laughs> and we are very, very excited uh, to be joined by the person who, uh, her, your name, your, uh, well, your pseudonym is basically the drinking game for our podcast. Anytime we mention <laughs> Kingfisher uh people have to drink because it just comes up a lot um the lovely
2: ursula vernon is with us oh uh, thank you so much now i I feel like i should take a drink uh but i don't have anything but uh delighted to be here josh i hope you feel better
0: oh my gosh i'm isolating
2: that audio and and, yeah bracelet (laughs) sorry um
0: Hi. Obviously, we're super excited. Um, I know that I have actually been reading your horror for the longest, so it's it's doubly mm-hmm. exciting to be talking about A House with Good Bones, uh, which features vultures, bugs, uh, and general underground terror, which are three of, two of the three of yeah. which are deep deep fears of
2: mine yes. so uh, i'm gonna oh. guess vultures is the one you're not worried about <laughs> vulture, vultures are cool yeah okay yeah. i love vultures i think they're awesome i'm sure there are people out there who are afraid of them but this book should not make you afraid of vultures it, it yeah it's very pro vulture
1: yes absolutely yes. yes uh listeners light spoilers for a house with good bones i would say i mean it's, we generally run spoilers on this show so if you're here you know what
2: our
0: vibe is also, it'll have been out. So Yeah. It's about your yeah.
2: yeah, it's it's it'll have been out for a couple of months by the time you hear this. So yes. It it is a book. I wrote it. Uh I never know what to say, just cold uh, about books. Uh it has big fans. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it also features an archaeoentomologist, uh which is oh. One of my least favorite things about some (laughs) authors, which is not you, Ursula, uh, is that all of their characters are authors and this is so far away from the case.
2: Uh, yes i uh I, and, and i understand the allure of making all of the characters writers because that way you get rid of the problem of having the day job and mm. so they can go and hang out in their right their, in, you know <laughs> cabin in maine and nobody wonders where they are yeah we're not the, talking like, about anybody in particular so even. uh yes <laughs> but uh uh yeah, which which is one of the problems. You know, how do you have a horror novel when somebody's supposed to go work 40 hours a week? But uh, archaeoentomologists, it's it's a really cool job. It's real. Although usually you hear more about paleoentomologists, it's the people who look up uh, uh, the remains of insects found in archaeology digs. So, uh, like, there is fascinating stuff where they discover what kind of grain weevil was found in Viking uh, food stores. And they could actually, like, track. Uh, commerce based on the species of weevils because like if uh, you have a weevil that's only found in Asia and then it starts showing up in Europe oh, you know, know that there was food uh commerce back and forth and that brought the grain weevils in and it's it's actually really specific and very cool
1: yeah I love the little bit where Sam was like I hate toilets because toilets meant the end of middens and middens are like a huge part of my work <laughs>
2: yes yes that's <laughs> so great I uh, I Went to school long, long ago. Uh, my degrees in anthropology and all the archaeologists. Uh, th- I put a lot of what I remember from archaeology professors into the book. Uh, also, the other thing that they don't tell you is that archaeology is really hard on your teeth because you have you are just getting grit in your mouth twenty four seven. And apparently, wow. uh, it it really does a number on uh, on can do a real number on your death order. So who knew? So like in
1: the next Indiana Jones movie, like Harrison Ford should just have like nothing left, <laughs> just like nubs,
2: dentures. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think there should be a next Indiana Jones movie. But uh, I, I and I say this is someone who loved Indiana Jones with a deep and undying passion. I partly got my degree in it because i wanted to be indiana jones when i grew up did you end up going on any digs i actually uh went on paleontology digs in uh, yeah. in high school i got kind of sidetracked and dug up ichthyosaurs for a while my
0: favorite
1: um, just casually like oh yeah I, I just dug up dinosaurs that's cool Well,
2: okay. <laughs> that's awesome just because someone listening will say this ichthyosaurs are not technically dinosaurs okay, okay. <laughs> oh, oh i see listeners that was my yeah. mistake that was not ursula's mistake and, and, and i look i would never be pedantic except the people who are in like the three people who are into this are oh, really into it they and will. you would get mail yes so, absolutely uh, i'm just say i would frame as, that mail <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as screwing up either guns or textiles then you get oh. real real mail but uh uh the textile people are much more polite they're not mad they're just disappointed <laughs> <laughs> I think when we were talking
1: to jen lyons she was saying that ship people are like that too oh like if yeah you get something wrong that. about boats and ships you will get letters
2: oh yeah i can totally imagine that i uh Note to self, next time I do a book with a ship, just have it, the protagonist be like, don't know anything about ships. Yeah. <laughs> the sticky up bit had fabric that glue in, <laughs> and
1: we got there. There were ropes.
0: Yes. <laughs> For this book, did you have to do a lot of, like, archeo entomological research?
2: Uh, I didn't have to do a lot of uh, of... Archaeology research. I had to do a fair amount of entomology research, although not so much about insects, but about how people who study insects work. And I was I was very lucky that um, I, I somehow am tapped into entomology Twitter, which is a lovely group of people who are all like just incredibly passionate about millipedes or Aww. jumping spiders or whatever their thing is, and. I was really lucky. I got to take a, uh, sadly, after I had handed in the book, uh, I was up in uh, uh, Pittsburgh, and they have the Carnegie uh, Natural History Museum there, and a fan of mine uh, was like, hey, you want a behind-the-scenes tour of the entomology department, because that's where you works." And I'm like, yes. I want this very much now. <laughs> and I go in and and I love people who are passionate about things. And she was so excited to be like, let me show you this. And this and this, here are our beetles that are, have like polarized light on their shelves. So you have to wear these special glasses. And here is the place where they filmed the scene in the museum of, uh, for Silence of the Lambs. And cause it was, that was the museum where they filmed the scene. Oh, the I didn't know that. That's so awesome. Yeah. Whoa. And so you're like, here, here are the death's head moths. And we look at them and we're like, Yep, okay. She's like, yeah, they had to do some after retouching on the skull because they <laughs> don't really look quite that much like yeah. it. And uh, and my favorite part, which I could not work into the, uh, the House of Good Bones, but which I have worked into the next uh, into the horror novel I'm currently writing, is the patented caterpillar inflator. Which, I, I, yeah, this is worth explaining. So yes. caterpillars, really uh, you know, most of the times when you store an insect, you put it on a pin, right? And yeah. it's fine. Caterpillars, though, are squishy. Like mm-hmm. they have they're, they're they're full of stuff. And if you just put them on a pin, they kind of desiccate and and rot. And it will then curl up and and get yeah. It's it's very unpleasant. But so in order to preserve your caterpillars back in the olden days, before we had things like freeze drying and all that, you, had, you, would, you would open the caterpillar, you would remove the innards, you would like, I don't know, salt it or something, you would, you would close it back up. But then your caterpillar collapsed because there was nothing inside it. So they sold uh, uh, for uh, naturalists and entomologists like patented caterpillar reinflators that would just like poof your, your caterpillar back up <laughs> for display and there are books like all of the books at the time they're like you know the the boy's life guide to insect collecting have a how to make your own caterpillar inflator at home uh step-by-step instructions like popular mechanics and i'm just listening to this going i have got to put a caterpillar inflator <laughs> in a book this is the greatest thing That's that no one has so ever nice heard that. of <laughs> So is this, is this the book
0: that just as of May 13th got announced, uh, the next in the Alex
2: series, or is this- No, uh, this one is, uh, I think, probably out in like 2025, maybe. I don't know. I haven't finished writing it yet, but yeah, things are- we're getting kind of far ahead on the, uh, yeah. the I mean, cause you put now. out
1: a lot, like, so you're, you're running that far ahead. That's really impressive. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's great on the one hand because it means if like, uh, I'm suddenly like, I need another month to write this because the, my, you know, kitchen exploded. They're like, yeah, it's cool. You're fine. But, uh, also it's, kind of a bummer because when a uh when i'm super excited about something it's not going to be out for like years and i'm like but right <laughs>
1: <laughs> so when did you write a house Will good bones
2: i guess i must have finished it early last year i think wow oh wow That's a uh, quick turnaround, though. yeah it, it is it is pretty quick uh i i or I finished it late the year before. I don't know. It's time. It is. It's like, it's yeah, yeah, Over yeah, a year, Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's, uh,
0: yeah. Something like that. I think I think we can promise to be equally excited about Caterpillar Inflators, no matter what yes, year it comes honestly. up. Honestly.
1: It's going to be great, because now it's like, I'm going to see it in like two years, and I'll be like, oh, oh, <laughs>
0: Yay. Yeah. Also, I get to I, say uh, that phrase now to everyone I'm going to talk to. It's, and it's Mother's Day tomorrow. Oh, I get oh, to roast awesome. with so many
2: people. Oh, I get oh, to roast yeah, Mother's I Day. Mean, it's great. It's, it's just such a delightful like phrase and concept. I've been inflicting it on people for weeks, months, <laughs> actually, since I, it was actually last year that I went to the museum. But
0: <laughs> So did you have the insect idea for house with good bones and then extrapolated it out did did sam come first like how what was the what was the inception process
2: for? i it started with vultures and roses uh and then i i basically sat down at the keyboard and wrote there was a vulture on the mailbox and uh sam appeared about 30 seconds later and just started going and Along the way, I was like, okay, I need uh, because there's a freaky garden. what is freaky about uh, what would make a garden freaky? And uh, for me being an avid gardener and also somebody who stares at bugs a lot in the garden, I'd be like, there are no insects that would be really creepy. And then I you know started thinking okay, so if the character is actually an entomologist, and because uh, I, I already had her being an archaeologist uh, to get her away from the, the, to you know, dig is canceled. That's way she was with her mother. And then I started thinking about, uh, you know, things like that. And it kind of came together. And then the project she's working on where she's just looking at endless photos of bugs and classifying them, which I have been told is apparently, uh, like, I invented it more or less. And I have had way too many people go, yes, that's actually a thing we have had to do sometimes. Yeah. Not always with bugs, but with other, other you know, things.
0: And, uh, I myself have had to do it with statuary for classics, yeah.
2: Yes, and digitizing yeah. collections, yeah. And, oh, not and, even
0: digitizing. I had uh, slides. So... Oh my and, god. I know, yeah. Super fun. That, there's a horror story right there. You are, please take it. It's like, <laughs> is this Diana? Or is this a creature from beyond the stars? <laughs> It's so hard to do. once you've broken the heads off, you can't
2: tell if it ever had tackles. So great, you know. Right, exactly.
0: Yeah. And Poseidon <laughs> often and Moses both have horns. So fun. Anyway. I didn't know Moses had horns. Why does Moses have it's supposed to be rays of light emanating from his head and then and then Christians got a hold of it and they were like, yeah. ah, the devil. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So not great, but fun origin story. Um, but we are not here to talk about the weird stuff I know about religion, although I am happy to It'll never stop talking about be a it. It will do well, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I figure most of the people who are into my books are are interested in tangents into weird directions so, so much, delightfully so.
0: <laughs> and they, your books also joyfully create tangents that then all of us take to our partners or our unwilling friends and unwilling co-workers. <laughs> Just like,
2: yeah, I I I am I am delighted to to be responsible for tangents. It's uh, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. I think uh, it was it was the hollow places. There's just a throwaway line where I mentioned the phenomenon of ghost kangaroos, and that is a real thing that uh, people. Uh, yeah, in the U.S., uh, particularly, there uh, people claim to see kangaroos along the side of the road. And where there should not be a kangaroo under any circumstance. In fact, my mother in law claims to have seen one. And it is like relatively well documented that lots of people are like, I saw a kangaroo. Yes, I know what a kangaroo looks like. No, it wasn't a deer. I don't know why it was there to the point where they're now called ghost kangaroos. And I mentioned this, and people, my editor was like, uh, I, I get the manuscript back, and just the sidebar comment is, "I just spent half an hour reading about ghosts. <laughs> <kangaroos. laughs> what are they?" And I'm like, "How should I know what they are? I Are <laughs> they it's, it's a real thing? That we're, uh, we're probably not a real thing, because I don't think there's really kangaroos." But uh, yeah. Anyway, so yes, oh, that writing my books is is a lot like reading them in some regards, where I'm like, "Ooh, let me go off on this tangent. Is yeah. there any way I can fit this into the book later?" And then sometimes I have to, like, pitch books specifically so I can talk about that thing, like vultures, which I had loved vultures for a long time. And I was like, I'm going to write a book where I can just talk about uh, vultures yeah. and how awesome so they are. I so much about vultures. I learned a lot about perfume in
1: Paladin's Grace.
2: Oh, yes. Because I yeah. met I that one in person, and that was really interesting. I wrote that one largely because I was listening to a fascinating podcast about perfume making, and I was like... This is amazing and then I got uh, this other book that was like the the history of, of beauty that was about like uh, cosmetics and uh, from ancient times on I'm like this is incredible I I could write a book about this and I will did. do so yeah. <laughs> you know? and it was great <laughs> oh, and horny yes 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 delightfully so <laughs> the non-horror books Tend to be much hornier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> except except for the children's ones, which are safe. Right, right. The children's child books, books. Are, are not at all. Right. Uh, the, the
2: ones as Ursula Vernon are are <laughs> yes. <usually> fine. Yes.
0: <laughs> I will actually be seeing a young child today. I'm waiting on TEDger Hooks before I can and read her uh Harriet Princess Harriet books. Nice. Oh yay! Her mother doesn't know this, but I know this and it's gonna happen.
2: <laughs> awesome. I, I did enjoy writing the Hamster Princess books. They were uh, they were a lot of fun to write. Uh, the the series eventually ended. We we ran into well, I mean they ended because publishers end series, but uh, we did hit a snag on the last one where I was like, Dracula is absolutely a fairy tale, right? And my editor was like, "No, no, it's not." <laughs> uh, I'm like, "Come on, close." I decided, you know, Dracula was going to be a vampire bat, Redfield was going to be a flying squirrel, and it was going to be adorable. And uh, yeah, no. I'm I'm also informed as far as fairy tales go that uh, children do not like Bluebeard. Bluebeard is not the. Uh, I mean, and I'm like, I'm sure kids would love Bluebeard, but. I can see why
0: that got repurposed to a short story for an adult yeah. magazine. Yeah. Which I, I loved that oh, yeah. story, by the way. It was oh, hey. it was very upsetting. <laughs>
2: <Yay>! <laughs> yes, I think pray.
0: I think a lot of our listeners and a lot of your readers like to be to be unsettled, but also firmly grounded, which is how I describe all of your books. Like no one freaks yeah. out, which is really nice. Oh
1: yes, like even like in in you know, House with Good Bones, like, Sam has her, like, moments where she's like, what is happening? And then she, but she also, she has this, like, scientist brain, and it's like, sometimes, like, when people, like, when characters, you know, really refuse to acknowledge things, they're like, no, it's impossible. I'm like, so annoying. There was a good balance of Sam being like, "Uh," but also, (laughs) like, accepting it
2: it's 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 kind of hard to to juggle sometimes because you want the a, a certain amount of uh, the logical thing to do in almost any horror novel is just to leave. just to be like, no,, nope, yeah. I'm out of here. I'm going to a hotel. So having them stay in denial is very useful for the author because, you know, they don't leave. And right. also people do stay in denial, but it's also really frustrating to read after, yeah. you know, a point. So it has to be definitely used sparingly. As someone also who is not
0: a screamer, I appreciate just kind of the like, well, there really is a carpet of ladybugs and it's horrible and we're just going to have to deal with it.
2: (laughs) The ladybugs was based on a, well, they do try to get in the house frequently. Uh, If you've ever had a horde of them trying to get in through the windows in uh, winter. Uh, Yeah, it's a problem. Uh but there was also a year uh in like 73 or 75 or something where there was in Britain there was it was like the year of the ladybird where there was a massive swarm event, and people who lived through it are like, no, it is just as upsetting as you think. They were trying to fly, they were flying in your oh, face, yeah. they were in your hair, it was horrific. The, and the I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, uh I
0: so that actually happened at my college in two thousand. 10. And I gave this book to several of my friends who lived through it with us. It wasn't Ladybirds, it was (laughs) Caterpillars. But they would build these webs in all the trees and we walked around. Caterpillars, yes. Yes. Just, oh my god. couldn't cope. But there were definitely those, also those like horrifically fun, like the the horror of humor and the humor of horror is one of the things. I was like, no, you have to read this. It's exactly that moment when we all watch the caterpillar crawl along our professor's neck. And nobody paid attention to what he said for 10 minutes until it got to his face. Oh. Nobody said anything? No, we were all too transfixed by the (laughs) horror
2: of it. Fair. Fair. So
0: that, like... Mm-hmm. Yes, I I uh, I don't know if it's passive aggressive or just regular aggressive, but I passive aggressively gift your books to everyone's like you have to read this because I need to talk about it. <laughs> oh. Which is what I did to Steph, actually. Yeah, actually. Oh, yeah. wonderful. <laughs>
2: Uh, my my husband, who has to read the books first, usually at about the three-quarter mark, uh, it, when I have this like crisis of faith, and I'm like, read this and tell me if it shames my ancestors. <laughs> uh, he says that one of the big frustrations is that there is a stretch where he can't talk to anybody about it, and then mm. there's another stretch where the only person he can talk to is my yeah. editor. And occasionally, <laughs> they have been they have like talked on Twitter at each other, going, "Did you read the? Yes." No. I'm like,
1: <laughs> I get that even just reading like the arcs. Sometimes I'm like, I really want to yell about this, but we can't really do that yet. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine
0: like year having to wait years sometimes. Oh. Does he have nightmares or do you have nightmares? Do you like are you one of the authors who scares
2: yourself? Uh I think it's usually the the other way around. I am I am scared of things so I write books to to be less scared of them because then it's all sort of happening in a space that's under my control and also to a certain extent I think misery loves company so <laughs> if I'm scared of it and if I can make everybody else scared of it um without too many spoilers uh the twisted ones my first horror novel there's a scene where like a face appears in the window and it's really scary and yeah. and, and that was I, like the moment where i was both like freaked out
1: but also like in you know <laughs> yes.
2: i I, it, I still think it's one of the best like scare scenes i have written and part of it uh. is because that is the thing that scares the crap out of me is the idea that i would look at the window and there would be something looking back it's just like you know this visceral fear so uh Yeah, I I write things that I am scared of often, so that I stop being scared of them. So did you start
0: afraid of bugs and end up less afraid of bugs, or really uh, basement Uh, babies? Or yeah, Uh, the basement
2: babies. I uh, uh, I don't actually like rose bushes very much. I have several of them, which is probably why I don't like them. Because, <laughs> no, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's uh, uh, I have had to fight their their pernicious tendencies to spread <laughs> and throw runners and things. Uh, but no, the 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 uh, the underground children, which is the the sort of big scare in the book, came about entirely as a throwaway joke. Uh, so, well, not joke. I was I was planting potatoes. With a friend of mine who's a, a local who keeps sheep, actually, uh, uh, my friend Shepard had come over and I'm planting potatoes and uh, he had gotten a potato seed. So, uh, and we're talking, and I start singing a song called Little Potato, which is like a folk song uh, about you're my little potato, I dug you up, you come from underground. I'm not going to sing it because I sing terribly. And <laughs> Uh, Shepard is like, what the hell are you singing? That is, okay, that's just creepy. And I'm like, it's actually a song about you know uh, uh, about a kid. You know, this is this is him singing about his baby. And Shepard is like, children do not come from underground. And I said <laughs> spontaneously, uh, in switch to horror author mode, and said, the underground children do. And Chef got this look was like, what is wrong with you? God, it, which is a frequent, you know, uh, uh, he, he will set up something and then I will just deliver sort of the, the horror answer and to the point where now he's like, just don't say it. You have that expression. <laughs> don't say it. And I'm like, oh, uh, I, yeah, so that was that where I, a couple months later, I was sitting down to write the book and I didn't know what the big bad at the end would be. And uh, that kind of phrase was there and I knew very little about them, but I was like, that's a good line. I wonder if I can make something work with this line. And it, <laughs> yeah. You, you,
0: or this book rather has like two villains and there's the kind of the emotional confrontation and then there's the, oh God, why confrontation? Um, yes.
2: And I, uh, I didn't have a shocking twist. So I wanted to do the, the sort of, uh, you get to the villain. Okay. You think everything is fine. Then it's like, no, fuck that. <laughs>
0: Oh, right. Yeah. And they're connected by loose teeth, which is the worst possible detail. Oh. I love it so much.
2: <laughs> I Yeah, I, I try to avoid going to the well too often on teeth because they're sort of inherently creepy, but I don't want all of my books to have creepy teeth in them. But uh, I, I also had creepy teeth in Metal and Bone, which was a fantasy novel. And uh, it's, yeah, teeth are creepy. I don't know why. Sure. Yeah. Well, they're, I,
0: I really like the, because they have roots, right? You know, like they, yeah. in this book and then they, they grow, but they're awful little plants. Yeah. Uh, oh, mouth plants. Mouth plants. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Just dendritic bone. Yeah. Anyway. Dendritic
2: dentition.
0: Yeah, there you go. Mm. Anyway, I guess what I'm saying is please put more teeth in, but also. So,
1: Strategic application of
0: teeth.
2: Yeah. And that's, I mean, much like sex, that's that's
0: fair, right? Everything in moderation, including sex and teeth. Sex and teeth. Yeah, Yeah. what I've learned so far. (laughs) If you'd like a sampler, I don't (laughs) stitch that well, but still does. Um so one of the one of the also the nice triumphant parts of this book is like the the confrontation with family. Um, And that ends up happening a lot. Like a lot of your stories are very like multi-generational, lots of family. Um, You set out to do that kind of thing or does that, is that naturally what the characters are drawn to?
2: I think it's, it's sort of what the characters are drawn to. I, uh, uh, I had a one sort of evil grandmother and one who was like this incredibly charismatic uh she could have been a, a tent revival preacher, kind of oozing charisma type. That uh, And so there was kind of a, a weird family balance there. And uh, I think that was probably a big influence on it. Uh, but ironically, I, I have a very small family and very few of us are actually even still alive. So our family mm-hmm. reunions are like five people. Uh, um, some of which are spouses so
0: <laughs> <laughs> would you like to come to mine it's Italian and it's horrible we could just adapt <laughs> to you at any point let me know
2: hey, hey, hey.
0: is there food there's so much food
2: you will die because okay. <laughs> honestly our family reads none of us like to cook oh, so, no! Like, five, five people show up we're like let's go out to dinner <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's pretty great too oh yeah yeah
0: Um so the sorry, I'm just looking at our questions because Yeah, we actually had questions. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Although we've covered a lot of
0: the stuff already. Did we by accident? Okay, yeah. Did by accident. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. We wanted to talk about the horror aspect and then the fantasy. And then you've got the kids' book making this like trifecta. And like there's bleed around the edges, but are you planning on are you planning on staying within those Genres a lie anyway, but like in those genres, quotation marks uh,
2: for the most part, uh, it's it's I, I tend to gravitate towards fantasy. like uh, all of my kids' books are still fantasy. It's just uh, what age range you're writing for. And I am a notoriously bad judge of that. i I started uh, self-publishing years ago because, I would write what I thought was a kid's book, and the my agent, my editor, would just look at it and begin laughing hysterically, and were like, you thought that was a kid's book, that's adorable. Uh, and, in fact, there was uh, sort of a game that uh, the editor who handles all my self pump stuff does, and she will just leave comments on the side, and they're like, and this is the point where you realized it wasn't a kid's book, right? <laughs> How about this point? Did you know now it wasn't? And I'm usually like, no, it's so much after you think. I... <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, so, but fantasy is where I, I really tend to gravitate. And then horror, um, there were some horror elements in the fantasy that I write. Uh, people told me fairly regularly and I would just be like, really? I thought it was just sort of an interesting logical progression. And they were like, no, that, that's messed up, man. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> I And I had an idea for a horror novel, basically, which was the Twisted Ones. And I was like, I'm going to write a horror novel. Let's see how it goes. And uh, it turned out it went quite well. And I they sold well, and people wanted more horror novels. And I was like, great, I can do that. Uh, so uh, the horror was not – I was never a huge reader of horror. Like I went through the stage, I think everyone does, where you read everything Stephen King ever wrote. And, yeah, and, way uh, too young. After yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then I think I read like about eighty percent of what Dean Koontz wrote, uh, and which w- probably because it was always at the used bookstore for like fifty cents, and yeah. I was on a budget. <laughs> uh, and sorry, sorry, which Dean. I look at me and Dean. The dog lives. That that is that is the one guarantee: the dog will live through the book. And so I never really thought about it much, but. Uh, horror and and fantasy seem to be the two places i sort of wind up that said i have a book sort of in the works that even though it is kind of supernatural it's also like a cozy mystery going on uh it's uh about uh well i I started it ages ago it was all right I'll, i'll just explain the thought process here what happened was uh i think something went around on twitter if you could write you know any star wars thing what would it be and i said i would write the story that is just the elderly retired jedi and the retired sith solving crime in a small village and (laughs) (laughs) And everyone was like oh my god yes you that that needs to be a thing and but there's no can't really do that lucasfilm would have words so I was sitting around thinking about how do you file the serial numbers off that? <laughs> <laughs> was this like retired angel and retired devil who both live in a small town and uh, do not want to have anything to do with each other until someone turns up murdered and they have to solve the tribe? And this went great. And then Good Omens the, the TV series came out. And I was yeah. like, God damn it. Because I read Good Omens, but I had read it when it first came out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Major. And I, so I was like, mm. God damn that Neil
1: gave me He's so handsome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh,
2: but I, I think when I already had like 15,000 words written on the thing. And so uh, purely on a whim, I, uh, was ha- I was on some thing or other, and they wanted me to do a reading, and I'm like, sure, I'll do a reading of, of a chunk of this. And people are like, you have to finish this. It doesn't, and it, it just—it's not like good omens, but really, please finish this. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess people actually like. That. All right, and so I—long story short—I sent it to my editor, who was like, yes, this is charming. You should write this book, and we should publish this book. So hopefully, that will come out in, in another year or two as well. But. That's sliding into cozy mystery, I guess, which is a whole different genre with its all with its own like conventions. And for the, I am not a. I realize fantasy authors are supposed to love maps, and I am the weirdo who just does not do maps at all. I had to like make a map finally for the fantasy novels that are all set in the same universe, just so I could get my directions straight. <laughs> because otherwise, I was getting you know, I was contradicting myself, but. It wasn't until like the third book that I sat down and and drew a map. Uh, but this one, it's like I you have to have a map and you have to have the timeline worked out mm. to like fifteen minute intervals and you have to know where the security cameras are and, and everything. And it's very it's a heist and I'm yeah and I'm going okay. This is. There's no way I can write this as twisty as the mystery readers will probably want. So hopefully it will just be charming enough that the fantasy readers will go along with it. (laughs) It, It's, uh, it is, it is, yeah. So I've been reading a lot of Agatha Christie lately and uh, uh, realizing that like all these people are keeping track of exact timelines and who knew what, when I'm like, I don't know how they do it. Uh, the way that I solve crimes when I watch Midsummer Murders is I just go by who's the character who seems the least likely to have done it. Mm. Yeah, and and or who is who I recognize from another British TV show. Right. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> it's like, oh, were you in Game of Thrones or Harry Potter? You're probably the murderer. They faked me out once, though. They had the guy who plays Father Brown he wasn't the murderer oh, and i that would was have like been so good though yes i it, it it uh it blew my mind i didn't know what to do
1: i did greatly enjoy uh the love for uh yeah british procedurals and box wine shown in house of <laughs> the bones i was craving box wine like the entire
2: time I got this book. <laughs> it's like damn you should get a sponsorship <laughs> What can I say? I, 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 there's frequently a boxed mall back in the house. Because, you get it right, what you know. Yeah, and I don't want to drink a whole bottle of wine by myself, because then I feel like a lush. But if it's in a box, you just don't see the amount going mm-hmm. down. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's why. It's I, better for the environment. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, so if you'd like to be adopted, there's also just so much alcohol.
2: <laughs> oh, with the Italian... Uh, yeah. I mean, you tempt me. I, I've never been to one. I I sort of suspect you, you would probably need at least a year to recuperate afterwards, so I hope they're not annual, but... They're
0: just... Whenever the fewest amount of people are fighting with each other. <laughs> like, I'm not talking to so-and-so. I was like, all right, this ought to be good. So <laughs> You know.
2: And then I the am, other
0: yeah. central thing is in your books. Is, sorry, I keep jumping around. You you are of course welcome to hear about the Italians, but like the the romance aspect, which is just like another delightful thing to find in horror novels because they're usually so self serious and they're always like, "I found my soulmate at the moment that the monster struck," and you're just like, "That guy's hot and he's not wearing a shirt." <laughs>
2: I, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think House of Good Bones has the most overtly uh, uh, like sexy thing going on, and that there is actually sort of a love interest in there. Uh, most of my romances are fantasy, but uh, yeah, I I soulmates are hard, and <laughs> people you know fall in love and are just tongue-tied and confused and like. You know, don't know what they're doing, and all of their friends are like, "Oh my God, will you just fuck already?" And so, <laughs> <it's>, uh... <laughs> I respect straight-up romance novel novelists enormously. They are, God knows, the engine that drives the book uh, economy, uh, and I, I, I have nothing but respect for that. Trying to write romance, uh, specific fantasy romance, specifically is made me realize every single time how hard it is to do well yeah oh
1: yeah yeah like yeah. there are there are many wonderful fantasy authors out there who like cannot write the romance parts of their books for shit like i love robert jordan but the man could not write a oh, love God. of story <laughs>
0: yeah yeah yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, okay so
1: i have a, a question comment question okay so um one of the things i really really loved about a house with bones is that you had a fat protagonist who was awesome and happy in her body and who fucks you know like we were <laughs> just talking about like i love that because you don't see that very often and like i am a fat woman who is happy in my body and who fucks like so i love that <laughs> it was great and uh so yeah like what made you decide to go that route with sam because i know there was you know connections with grand may and her criticisms but like did sam start out that way or she absolutely
2: started out that way i'm i'm pretty sizable myself and i was like yeah i'm i'm just gonna write that because why the hell not and the uh Uh, It was it was easy to to pull a lot of things from life, like the oh god, if I have to go to a doctor, I'm going to have to find a doctor who doesn't think that I'm hallucinating because I'm overweight and things like that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, actually the the romance aspect got played up even more uh, because someone in uh, in the in house at the editor came back and I I didn't have quite such an overt. uh, come by, come up and see me sometime sort of thing at the end. But, uh, uh, my editor came back and said, uh, one of the beta readers here was like, Hey, can a fat girl get some love? I'm like, yes. yeah, Okay. We yeah. will make sure this is clear.
1: <laughs> yeah. And like, I love the bit where like, you know, the, the plant grand is like, you're you're so hideous and you'll never have a man and she's like you know what i had to cut a guy off three months ago because he wouldn't stop calling me like (laughs) fuck you grandma
2: yes (laughs) absolutely i mean god knows i there are so many women i know who are not small but who have that that appeal and like you know uh, men will line up and women too frequently yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> the two are not, like, super tightly yeah. related. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, so I, I really love that, I appreciate that, like, that was, yeah, it's a, it's like, so often when you do have fat characters or protagonists in books, like, they're, part of their arc and their, like, moral quandary is, like, dealing with their body, like, Sam's already
2: there, no, she's good,
1: she's good, and that's yeah. so refreshing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I think books where you're dealing with things are very important. It is. It is. There are very important books written about that, but I, a lot of times I just want to get past that and just, you know, let us fight monsters already. Yes. It's, uh, like, uh, the, I, I always think of the movie Brave. I enjoyed the movie Brave. It's a good movie. But Pixar was doing the whole thing with their first female protagonist. And it's a whole, you know, about being a girl fighting against restrictions. And like, yes, that is an important story to tell. But oh god, we've told that one so much already. Can't she just go, like, slay dragons or something, damn it?
0: <laughs> or or look at the cool bugs. Like, yeah. I. Yeah, yeah. I, I think fantasy as a genre has already had those conversations like 20 years ago and so it's nice to just kind of have a book where the priorities make sense where it's like okay monsters then booty
2: either the size <laughs>
0: of or the getting of <laughs> we don't care we need to not get eaten.
2: I, the horror occasionally you know there are horror novels where where the priorities of the getting of and the monster and the not being eaten are are different than mine but uh those are written by other people i i i appreciate the people who can write a book convincingly where it's like i really want to run from the monster but i also really want to have sex with the monster so you know great if you can write that knock yourself out i am more like okay that's that is what a lot of (laughs) tentacles.
0: Or, or willow front. I have never been more afraid of trees. Oh,
1: my which God. Which is an
0: upsetting thing. Just, like, fields. Yay. Fields, yeah. It just deer. Mm.
2: Um,
0: so I will say, like, there, there are a lot of people, tra- like, work in the traditional, and there's a lot of, you know, endless depths to plumb there, but I also really appreciate that you took something like grandmothers, who mm. are traditionally, you know, full of cookies, Um and made them just the worst possible.
2: <laughs> I, well, like I said, I had one very, very, uh, not great grandmother and, and the other one was awesome, but, uh, yeah, it, it's been there, done that, have the t-shirt, <laughs> but no, there's, there's a running joke with, uh, with, my horror novels that whenever uh, I announce one's coming out or I mention one, someone will say, okay, what are you ruining this time? Because <laughs> ladybugs, willow trees, roses, what are you going to ruin? Uh, mushrooms, and I'm always like... Mushrooms were oh, hmm. already ruined. You can't... I thought so, They're too. I, I don't think I... Yeah. Uh, I, I do... I, I, I think I, there was a certain aspect as I was writing the ladybug scene, I was like... Ha ha! Ladybugs are. I am just gonna make ladybugs creepy right now because <laughs> they're so, they're such a, a like people tend not to be keen on bugs, but ladybugs get a pass from everybody who have not had them, you know, invade because you know they're ladybugs and they're so adorable and harmless. I'm like, hey, I get ruin ladybugs right now, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, not I didn't like realize that
1: they're like invasive.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. There's a bunch. Yeah, of like, I learned there. that <laughs> from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, You know, like butterflies and ladybugs, we give a pass to. It's not like you can write a book where you ruin earwigs. I mean, (laughs) or something, so, yeah. Would your,
0: would your familiar be, like, a ladybug? Like a thing ruiner? Or would your familiar be more like a vulture?
2: (laughs) Uh, Mine would probably be be more like a a vulture or something, because, or... I'd probably be a wombat, honestly, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wombats are great. Oh, they are. They are. I did a whole webcomic about a wombat yeah. for years, but uh, I, I just love them because they're they're big and solitary, and they just want to be left alone, and they dig their holes, and they're perfectly happy. And apparently they're great uh, uh, if you're a wildlife rehabber. They're, like, one of the easiest animals to release because they're super friendly they're cuddly with babies they love you they want to hang out with you and then a switch flips when they're a teenager and they're like I don't like you I don't like anyone I wish to go out into the bush and dig holes now <laughs> So, like you know I respect that
1: same honestly
2: yeah, yeah i all mean, cool. identify yeah. yeah I'm just gonna go dig a burrow and don't talk to me yeah <laughs>
0: and congratulations on digger got a new 10th anniversary really? release oh um, yes
2: yes uh entirely uh patrick rothfuss made it all happen i am i am really endlessly grateful yeah he uh he was looking for a copy of it and could not find one because it was out of print and so he pings me on twitter he's like hey where can i get a copy of this and i'm like I, it's a doorstop it was impossible to keep in print they had to just do a print run basically mm-hmm. and uh, and so you could only find it online for you know the ridiculous prices that Amazon asks for used books for like eight hundred dollars or something. And he's like, oh okay. And then the next day he comes back. He's like, you can tell me to butt out, but do you want it back in print? And I'm like, yes, that would be lovely. He's like, I know a guy. <laughs> so they uh so he got a Grim Oak Press on board, and they made it. And I was I was thrilled. It was awesome. a, a yeah, it was delightful to have the. New edition out and uh people who had been asking for copies for ages could finally get them. And yeah. and I signed a whole bunch of copies and nameplates and things for about a month until my signing hand fell off and yeah. that was all good. That yeah, is so delightful. oh yeah, and, and funded in five minutes or whatever the ridiculous thing was. So it was yeah, I I I suspected that it would fund you know, fairly rapidly because people because they have just the most wonderful, enthusiastic fan base. And also, Patrick Rothfuss' name—you know—drawing like works. tons of people. But I didn't expect it quite that fast. <laughs> I was it's like, a, "You hit refresh, kind of," and and whoa, okay,
1: <laughs> such delightful synergy. Absolutely. Is there
0: is there, a, is there a, like an aspect of being a now, multiply multiply published author that like still delights you or alternatively that you wish would go away like the signing until your hand falls off
2: uh, that we didn't signing do signatures. Is, uh signing is is it makes people happy so i'm i'm generally uh, okay with doing it it's just that if it was if like it book signings it's great because you know i sign like 20 of them everyone is happy it's the you need to sign 1100 book plates And so, you know, I'm just sitting there like, dude, 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 writing my name over and over again. And after about an hour of that, I don't remember my name. I don't. uh, I will discover I have misspelled my name. I have have stopped. Or or someone will try to talk to me and I'll be in mid- word and i'll just start writing whatever i'm saying and so (laughs) So uh, it'll be like t king it's in the fridge (laughs) i gotta gotta get rid of that one uh but no the nice thing about uh being an author is that as long as you're not up at like stephen king level no one recognizes you so it's not like it's weird at the book you know you go to the grocery store and people don't mob you or anything Uh, that would be really creepy but uh no people are generally lovely uh, and i seem to keep being able to write books and not starve to that so Yay. life is good
0: <laughs> <laughs> well we're very happy on on both accounts mm-hmm. um just yeah. being mindful of time it's almost three thirty. 30
1: shall we do what are we reading
0: Yes. Please tell us what are you reading and also what are you working on, your next project? Since
2: uh both apply. Yes. I am uh I am currently working on uh the horror novel actually with the caterpillar inflators that will uh, uh hopefully land uh whenever it lands, but it's due. I know it's due in July. I don't know when anyone else will be. I just know it has to be done in July. And the heroine is a scientific illustrator, which uh, I always thought it would be a cool uh profession for a, a heroine and uh yeah it's it's fun. I don't know what it'll be called, but uh at some point it will come out. Uh what I'm reading, uh I have been reading a uh like I said a lot of Agatha Christie because uh it's you know thinking about mysteries and whatnot and A lot of them are starting to blur together, honestly, but they're also sort of easily digestible when I'm not really, like, thinking about something. I can just be like, oh, let's see what Hercule Poirot is doing. Uh, I recently read um, Chuck Wendig's Black River Orchard, uh, which is, I think it's not out yet because I think I blurbed it. and that was really cool. That was all about heirloom apples. It was, uh, and it's also a a really you know grotesque horror novel. Uh, but there's a lot of heirloom apples. It, it's uh, it's the, very much the write the book that only you can or would write kind <laughs> and, and it was it was just a lot of fun because I read it going, yep, this is absolutely absolutely that. <laughs> you didn't feel
0: like an irrepressible urge to go learn about apples or some other fruit?
2: I know, well, I, my thing is actually heirloom beans. I know way too much about heirloom beans. Sure. Uh, and I, I grow a, a lot of varieties of them, but uh, uh, apples aren't really my thing as much, but I know enough about them to think they're cool. I have like the the the, the sort of shallow uh, interest that the... The author with ADHD went down a wiki hole five or six times and uh, now, you know, has thoughts about how Red Delicious suck, but not they, they much do. Much. They do, yeah. yeah. And, and genetic diversity in, in yeah. apples and things like that. But yeah, there are really cool people who go around and find lost apple varieties, and I think that is just fantastic.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I grew up near like a bunch of orchards, so that sounds great. Adding to list. Steph, what are you reading?
1: What do Okay, so I. Okay, so because we're going on vacation for the next three weeks, I have like I need to I need to finish things before I start new things. So I really need to finish um, Empire of Exiles because I've been working on that for like three months, and I and it's my because it's my before bed book. I read like three pages and then fall asleep. Uh, so I, I do need to finish that because it's really good. I just am tired of life. Uh, so <laughs> finish that, um, I need to finish Some Desperate Glory, um, uh, which is also, like, really good, it's just, like, it was my work read, and, uh, again, then, yeah, work was busy, um, and then, actually, I have, um, Paladin's Hope on deck for once i oh, on yeah. those two, um, because those,
2: yeah, those are, like, great, like, vacation reads, and they're, yeah, like, fun and horny, and, Yeah. <laughs> Hope is very fast. It's it, it's a short one. The the next one, which will hopefully come out this this winter, uh, which is Paladin's Faith, is uh, has already cracked a hundred thousand words, and I'm like, oh crap, I wrote a doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, darn oh uh, i'm <laughs> <We're> so
0: sad <laughs> this is our Especially sad after days. that cliffhanger stuff i'm sorry to tell you there's a giant cliffhanger it, everything gets wrapped that's up exciting. but also there's okay okay that, i mean i feel like that's how
1: those books usually go there's always like you, there there's something hanging some delicious fruit to pick still so a, a delicious yeah, plot heirloom apple <laughs>
2: I uh, The one at the end of Hope, I am told, is particularly brutal. <laughs> okay.
1: See, this is good. Now this is motivation to finish my other two books so I can get to that. <laughs> Aren't you leaving
0: in less than 24 hours? Uh,
1: 26 hours. Oh, you got tonight. time. You got yeah. time. No, I mean, I'm reading on the trip. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, before you leave. No, no. Okay. Oh, God, no. No, I have way too much shit to do before then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, these I got multiple eight hour plane rides, so oh god, I'm sorry. Uh, Where are you going? It's just Ireland, but it's far from here, so yeah. yeah,
2: but that's Ireland is awesome, yeah, I'm excited.
0: Um, so I am reading a book with a fantastic title called A System So Magnificent It Is Blinding, um, and it is a weird book about a weird neurotic Swedish researcher, cognitive science researcher, uh, who is one of triplets and the, his two sisters aren't talking to each other. Uh, and it's very like Haruki Murakami-esque. It's like so absurd, but like kind of delightful. So yeah, I'm enjoying that. Um, I should, I should be reading books that I need to review. Uh,
2: but every so <laughs>
0: often I get like really recalcitrant and um mm. like cranky yeah. it comes in and waves I, yeah. so i don't know maybe it maybe it's the wombat in all of us like, I'm, gonna take a- <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna read a 600 page swedish book for no reason hold so yeah. that's where we are
1: Ooh. um uh in the meantime if people want to get a hold of you uh, or you know see pictures of your garden, anything like that? Is there a particular place where you'd like to be found on the
2: internet? Using easiest to find me on Twitter. I am Ursula V. Uh, there, that's U-R-S-U-L-A-V. If you're on Blue Sky, which I think is the Twitter replacement for the next two weeks or so, I'm <laughs> thinking Twitter. Uh, I also have a website at Red Wombat Studio that uh, you can go poke around, find all the books, things like that. And I believe it has a contact form and there's even a chance that it's currently working. I will, uh, I will, but don't quote me on that because the, we had a lot of website woes recently and I, that culminated in me having to redesign the entire website from the ground up in like a weekend because WordPress exploded. So it was, it was a long weekend.
0: I'm sorry. Also, Patreon. I'm going to plug Ursula's Patreon oh. for her, because oh, yeah. I'm
2: a and it's great. Uh, the Patreon that never bothers you, except occasionally, it's just, here's your free book. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: the best kind. And there's never any warning. I got uh, another great book that you should check out, which is kind of for tweens to teens, uh, called Illuminations, and I was like, holy shit, there's a there's suddenly a book that wasn't before (laughs) just appear from air
2: yeah that that's usually how I drop I'm very bad at advertising so I'm just like my idea of advertising a book that I'm going to self-publish is like a week before it comes out I'm just on Twitter going oh yeah I wrote a book here it is (laughs) you
1: you and Brandon Sanderson just writing secret
0: books left and right (laughs) You, you and Beyonce just dropping. Yeah, you Beyonces. Yeah, it's just it's a real power move at this (laughs)
2: point. I, I, honestly, I would be terrified to be at such heights. The, uh, the, the, I would feel responsible for curtailing a fan base that large and rabid, and that would take a lot of my uh, time and energy because they are. That would be a lot of people. Well,
0: selfishly, I hope you get more fans, but I hope they're all yeah. lovely and mostly interested yes. in heirloom beans. Yes. So,
2: yeah. They don't I seem mean, particularly like, aggressive. So far,
0: most of them are. <laughs>
1: there you go. I am. Yeah. I, I want like, to hear the heirloom bean book. Honestly, yeah.
2: Yeah. I I don't know if I can write a horror novel about heirloom beans. I like it. I believe beans. you can. Like, I I, it could be a romance. Thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that makes more sense, love among the beans kind of. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I <can> see
1: that. <laughs> Okay, well uh, ursula thank you so much for joining us i was this has been such a delight um yeah like i said we're we're big fans of all your books and we are so excited to see what you have up next so we will definitely stay awesome. posted and we will continue to yell
0: about them to all of our listeners yeah. it's it's the only kind of evan- evangelism we endorse
2: mm-hmm.
0: ursula wait that books.
2: reminds me i'm supposed to mention that i think i have a book in august it's called oh Go yes ahead. you do <laughs> you do in august Sorry, I uh, uh my sense of linear time is as you guessed kind of poor. But yes, my publisher would probably like me to mention that yeah, that one's a fantasy. It's not a horror. It's it's actually kind of a romance. It's very sweet. There's a couple dead bodies, but it's not that big. <laughs> <again. It
1: happens. laughs> and
0: that's that's another one for the sampler pillow. So thank you so much. <laughs> another dead body, another set of dead bodies, but it's very sweet. Yes. Um <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. Um sorry if I certainly all of us are lumpering, but just super happy to talk to you. So keep oh, writing. You're welcome you're to the Italian gathering. Huge fans. <laughs> so um, Yay. All right, and now our traditional sign-off, books! Books.
1: <laughs> thank you for listening to No Page Unturned, part of the Geekly Inc. podcast family. If you like the show, please show us some love with a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Page Podcast. The show is edited by me, Steph Kingston. Our amazing theme music is by Bad Sparrow, and you can check them out at Bad Sparrow Music. And our cover art is by Chango Chamango, who you can check out on Instagram and Twitter at Chango Chamango.